it's a lacquer warm hearty welcome to you our audience and uh, this in this case it's our listeners and our viewers because this is the PRB's professional plumber podcast as well as podcast with new visual effects added to that we are having a nice technical discussion again today with my co-host or my co-presenter in these uh, uh, technical discussions Mr. Richard Bailey and uh, today we're going to talk about the non-compliance notice to clients. Richard, thanks a stack for joining me and uh, a very warm welcome to you as well. Yeah, thanks a lot, Willem. Welcome. And uh, yeah, this is the first one of these, well, that's certainly that I'm doing. Um, so hopefully it's one of, hopefully it's a success and yeah, let's get into it. We're talking about the non-compliance uh, more from a consumer perspective than a plumber perspective and what it means to the consumer. So yeah, let's get into it. Absolutely, I think these like we've we've always said it this in 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 a um, you know in our other technical discussions that um, yes these are valuable to the plumbers itself or themselves but also to uh, Mrs Jones and Mr Jones at home to the consumer as well because yeah. it's very informative to them um, lacquer to know these yeah. technical things so when a plumber arrives on site they always know what type of questions to ask and what direction the plumbing work yeah. should go. All right, so let's get in, into business, Richard. Let's get, let's get straight down to it. What exactly is a non-compliance notice? Well, as the name implies, Willem, it's a notice that is that is issued by the installer, in this case, the plumber, to the homeowner um, to tell the homeowner that there's something that is not compliant with the installation. It is usually issued on a on a on a in a in a at a, at a time when the plumber is uh, doing some maintenance work at the property and he comes across stuff that has been pre-existing and is was there before he got there that he notices it's not compliant or perhaps it pertains to the installation he's doing. And his obligation then is to notify the client to say, man, I'm changing this on the geezer, but the rest of the installation is a bit of a problem because of A, B and C and do it in writing. And what that does, it absolves him of, um, of uh, responsibility for any further liability, and it informs the client. It, it serves as a communication and an informing, uh, 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 a notice to inform the client of the current status of the, of the installation. And in fact, this notice of non-compliance is required by a number of legal documents, including SANS standards, uh, if you look at SANS 10254, which is for geyser installations, SANS 1006, which is for solar installations, as well as heat pump installations 1352, they all require that a plumber issue this notice to the, to the consumer. And in fact, if you go further than that, and we're going to delve into that today, you look at the Consumer Protection Act and exactly what that tells us we need to do um, as service providers when we're dealing with customers. Richard, you spoke about the, the fact that it's required by, uh, you know, sort of various legal documents, including the, the CPA or the Consumer Protection Act, as well as the SAN standards or applicable or certain, uh, you know, SAN standards. In which context is it required uh, in those standards that you mentioned? The standards clearly state, and I'm going to try and simplify it. So as, it, as installers, we are told by the standards, look, you need to bring this installation up to current standard, what this standard says, the, the latest issue of the standard. 
So if the latest issue is 2017, that's the that's the standard, that's the document that you need to bring, or that's the addition of the standard you need to bring it up to because it changes from time to time. But if you are unable to do that, then you must uh, notify the client accordingly. And obviously it needs to fulfill a certain shape and form, needs to fulfill a certain function, which we're going to get into because that is dictated to us by this Consumer, Consumer Protection Act. For, for an example, something that cannot be rectified. If I'm replacing a geezer in a flat and, and the design of that flat is such that it is impossible for me to remove uh, one of the overflows because it's just designed like that. That would be a reason, a legitimate reason for me to issue a compliance or non-compliance notice to the client to say, ultimately, it's your property and so it's your responsibility. Uh, and I've done, I'll fulfill my obligation in notifying you. So, yeah. Richard, so you, you say that the CPA sort of also uh, has a requirement that clients or customers should be informed or the consumer should be informed about certain things. Uh, yeah. Could you elaborate a little bit on that, please? Yeah, so from a consumer's perspective, and remember, we're all consumers, eh? myself included. I mean, I also get service providers to my home. We're not just talking plumber to, um, you know, customer, but all consumers. And and the Consumer Protection Act is one of the most progressive acts uh, of its type in the world. And it really does cover and 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 um, and um, afford the consumer a lot of rights. So now when they come to... Uh, a service provider wanting to tell the client that they are passing some liability onto the client and removing it from their own shoulders. It's very specific as to what it, what it expects of that notice. And I'm going to read an extract from it. Uh, Section 49 of the Consumer Protection Act, and, and this is, I'm paraphrasing, so please don't take this as verbatim. It's a free uh, document that you can go and find. And it's a very interesting document if you're a consumer. Consumer. Just go and find it, download it, have a look at section 49. And it says, uh, any notice to consumer or provision of a consumer of, of a consumer agreement that purports to A, limit the risk or, or liability of the supplier. So we can tick that box because that's what I'm trying to do. B, constitute an assumption of risk or liability by the consumer. So that's what I'm doing. I'm taking the risk from a supplier off my shoulders and placing it on the consumer's shoulders. So yes, it is that document. C, impose an obligation on the consumer to indemnify the supplier or any other person. Um, and, and D, uh, that it is a, an acknowledgement by the consumer to that effect. So what I'm trying to do with a non-compliance order, a non-compliance notice is exactly that. So it's now saying to me, if I am to issue a notice to a consumer that purports to do this, then the following shall apply. It must be drawn to the attention of the consumer in, an, in a way in which that consumer is able to understand it, read it and understand it. It cannot be technical jargon that I, or legal speak that I can't understand as a, as a consumer. It needs to be clearly understood and easily understood. Okay. Furthermore, if such a document is um, concerns an activity or an item or an installation that is subject to any kind of risk, right, which let's face it, a geezer is. A geezer is a bomb. So you can absolutely say that that is a risky thing. 
then it shall be of a uh, um, of a pardon. Sorry, the, uh, the 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 description of the notice continues, and it says it is subject to any risk of an unusual character or nature, which means that the normal consumer cannot really easily identify or be expected to identify what the risk is. Uh, the presence of which the consumer could not reasonably be expected to be aware of or notice, or which an ordinary alert consumer could not reasonably expected to notice or contemplate, right? And it carries on and on. It says it's got to be, uh, um, the supplier must draw specifically to the fact of the, the non-compliance. So what is wrong? The nature of the non-compliance, well, it is a dangerous situation because of the following and the potential effect of that non-compliance. So I must tell him what's wrong, uh, what the sort of nature of it is, and what can go wrong if he doesn't rectify it. So that's in plain English, so that anybody can understand what I'm trying to tell the consumer. In thought, Willem. Just yeah. before we continue, um, we're going to get into a little bit more detail on that. But just before we continue, uh, let's just go into some ad breaks. This year, various role players in the plumbing industry will gather once more for an ultimate boxing showdown. And it's all in the name of charity. Yes, the plumbing industry is gearing up for this year's Champions for Charity boxing match. This white-collar boxing event will ultimately see various average Joes step into the ring and give boxing a bash. If you want to find out more about sponsorships or want to get involved, please email c4c at pirb.co.za for more. Are you a tradesperson or a trading company that is looking for a platform to market your services? Let Articulated speed up the process for you. You can use our podcast to sell your services. Email us for a quote at organizer at articulated.co.za. You can also visit our website at www.articulated.co.za. Welcome back. Uh, we're continuing our lack of technical conversation uh, on the topic of the non-compliance notice to customers, I have with me uh, for this podcast, podcast uh, our technical guru, Mr. Richard Bailey. Richard, we were still con con uh, you know, looking at and chatting about what the CPA says about the requirements for letting customers know about certain things. Yeah, so, so in essence, and to simplify what all that jargon means in the Consumer Protection Act and everything, it needs to uh, be written and acknowledged so i can't it can't be a verbal explanation it needs to be a written uh, uh, um, notice which is acknowledged in some way uh, it must state what is wrong it must state the effects of what is wrong and how to rectify it and it must be written in such a way uh, as to be able to be understood by by a lay person i just want to ask richard just for my own sanity and my own clarity as i always say Right, so a non-compliance notice is is to notify the consumer uh, to whom the installation is done or to whom the service is provided of something that is wrong. We keep on saying that what is wrong, what effect it can have, what caused it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Is that on work that the this installer is busy doing now? Is that to say? He waivers any liability of his own work, his own piece of work and job that he does, his own installation. No. Or is it something no. that he notices uh, perhaps on, you know, he gets on site and his, his piece of work may be fully compliant, but 
other parts of the, of the plumbing installation of the customer may not be compliant with the requirements of standards or regulation for that matter. Is that non-compliance so, notice to let them know about that part and the risks in, associated with that? Or can it also be that because of the fact that there are other parts of the installation that are non-compliant, it may cause that his installation cannot possibly become fully compliant with the requirements. Yeah. Can it, can it be like that? Do I stand to correct you say a, that? It's a mixture of all of it. Uh, and it's not, it's not that specific. So, so there, there's, a, there's a couple of scenarios with, in which you're going to issue this thing. As I explained before, when you come to pre-existing stuff that you cannot rectify, um, when you are trying to do something yourself, like an installation you're trying to achieve, compliancy with, but it's impossible to do so for whatever reason. Okay, We're not going to go into the reasons now, or a mixture of the two. Perhaps it is possible physically, but Mrs. Jones is not willing to pay. Uh-huh. So that's that makes it impossible for me to do it. So I'm just notifying you that this is wrong, that's wrong, and it needs to be rectified. So all I'm saying is that I, as the professional, am trying to, within the be- to the best of my ability, bring this installation up to standard. And there are certain things that I cannot do for whatever reasons, which I'll stipulate, and I'm notifying you of the fact. And that's what it is. That's what it is. Richard, why is the the non-compliance notice, why is it important to the plumber, the installer, service provider? Well, first of all, it's a requirement. So it's important. It better be important because it's a requirement. It's, it's like saying you can't put a geezer in upside down. You've got to issue non-compliance notices whether you like it or not. If you're in the profession, you've got to do it. The, but, but, but the other advantage, well, the advantages are that, the, the, as you said, it takes the liability off the shoulders of the plumber and installer and places it squarely on the, on the shoulders of the homeowner because essentially the homeowner is responsible for their own installation. And as a professional, I'm able to look at it, assess it, and give you the information for you to make an informed decision. The reason for this requirement, and I mean, we need to wrap our heads around it as installers and also as as consumers. The reason that this is included in the standard is to bring up to standard, and and you can also read that or hear that as make safe all these millions of very unsafe and inefficient uh, installations that are all around us. So that's the purpose of bringing this thing in. And and the notice of non-compliance starts that wheel rolling because it makes the consumer aware, aha, I've got something wrong. The next time I get a plumber, I must just put aside five grand or 200 grand to rectify this thing. It starts the wheel rolling. Nobody can claim, oh, I didn't know because that's not that's not going to fly. So and and as we said the the main the main two immediate advantages for the plumber is is absor- uh, there's there's no liability you remove the liability and in the event that the client goes ahead and says please could you rectify well it's extra work generated. Okay. And so those are two immediate uh, uh um, positives. But I think it it also establishes uh, a certain level of trust uh, at your or with your customer, or with the consumer. Yeah. You know, the fact is that you are the expert, yeah. you are the professional in your specific trade. They don't have much knowledge about it. Um, they would actually appreciate it. They could either see it as two ways, that you're trying to get more business out of them, but it's all 
the way that you approach it and, and, and the way that you deliver the news to them and, and explain it to them, give them the hard facts in layman's terms. But the fact is it can, it can then be appreciated by the customer because they may not have been aware. Like I said, they're not the experts. They're not the professionals. They may not know about what else is wrong in their plumbing installation and the, the, the risks associated with it. So the, it establishes trust when somebody informs them about that and says, did you know this thing is not correct and it, and it does pose a risk for you? Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Richard, just before we so, continue... I mean, from a, from a just before we continue our conversation, Richard, we have to go into an ad break and we'll see you, the viewer and the listener, right after this. My name is Richard Niederholt from Advanced Valves. I've been involved in pressure reduction valves for the last 26 years. Advanced Valves was founded six years ago by myself. We have grown from strength to strength, first starting with a pressure reduction valve, moving along onto vacuum breakers, safety valves, drain cocks, fine filters, thermostatic mixing valves, hydro boxes, diverter valves, and we are not stopping to continue developing new products. Our valves are available at all leading plumbing retailers, such as Plumlink, Buco, Buildit, Cashfield. I appeal to all plumbers in South Africa to support advanced valves, as we are proudly South African. Welcome back. We are still in conversation with our technical guru, Mr. Richard Bailey, and the topic or subject for this episode is the non-compliance notice to clients. We've already established what it is, why it's important to the uh, plumber, and now I would like to ask Richard, Richard, why is the non-compliance notice important to the consumer, the customer? Yeah, I think we've alluded to it a few times already, actually, Villain. and I mean, but it, you cannot you cannot overstate it. Uh, the the fact that you know, I'm I'm now just going to go off script, so to speak, a little bit, and just speak from uh, from experience. And the the fact that most customers don't understand plumbing. Is, is a given. Let's let's all just accept that. I think many of us think we do understand plumbing, but when it comes down to it, there, there are, there's so much that you don't understand. <laughs> and it therefore becomes vitally important for an expert to be able to tell you exactly what's going on with your with your the status of your installation. You should know, and it's your right to know when something's not safe, especially when it's not safe. Willem, I've seen so many horrendously difficult, uh, d- uh, dangerous uh, such circumstances like you walk into a house and you see this thing and you think to yourself if it just requires one extra little factor to go wrong and this could become lethal and there's kids running around and there's an old elderly person there and it really it's things shivers up your spine you have the right to know what's dangerous it must, and you also have the right to know how to rectify it. Because if you you don't, you are unable to rectify something if you don't know it's it's broken in the first place. Absolutely, you're not going to fix it if you don't know it's broke. So you've got to be told that it's broke, regardless of what you consider your expertise level to be at. You're not a qualified plumber, so let the qualified plumber tell you what's wrong, and. Believe me, it is it's a requirement from the from this plumbing standard. So he's not just trying to 
GetX to work from you. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing and he's protecting you. So we've spoken about geezers, which are bombs, literally. And there's many, uh, there's lots of podcasts and everything that you're going to listen to and we can explore that, but not here. But think about stuff like uh, cross-contamination of water, drinking wastewater. And that happens on a daily basis from unsupervised, unskilled uh, installations, and you've got to know about these things. So there's lots of circumstances that can, can arise from bad plumbing. And it's vital for the consumer to be in that loop, so to speak. So it's a great, great positive for the consumer. The fact is it boils down to the fact that they have to be properly informed of things so that they can yes. make a fully informed decision about how they want to handle it, whether they want it to be fixed by you now immediately, Sometimes, uh, you know, the affordability thereof plays a big factor in whether they make a decision to have it fixed and repaired right there and then and make it compliant and safe. But the fact is that at least now a, a professional plumber, a professional skilled tradesperson has informed them about what it is that is wrong, what effect it can have and how, to, how it can be fixed. Great. Richard, That's I want to... I want to thank you, Stack, for, again, for your time and your effort, as always, with these technical conversations. And I do believe that it carries much value to Mr. and Mrs. Jones out there, but even to some of the plumbers out there. Um, and, you, you know, specifically to you, the listener out there as well. Um, thanks, Stack, for your time and your effort, Richard. Oh, it's only a pleasure. And uh, just to say, you know, it's not only Mr. and Mrs. Jones. It's <laughs> because if you're out there and you're Mr. and Mrs. Jones, Yes, it's meant for you, but it's actually, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just making a, a joke. Yes, of course, it's meant for all consumers, but not only that of that particular surname is what I meant to say. <laughs> Richard, once again, thanks for stack. And uh, just before we close off with this uh, episode, I would like for us to just go into another ad break. Being part of an industry professional body is a personal decision. To those who take pride in their trade, it stretches far beyond having a status of being licensed to issue certificates of compliance. To them, the consumer matters. As part of the plumbing industry, you help to bring the most valuable commodity to civilization. Water is life. Be sure to continue to reap the benefits of being a proudly PIRB registered plumber by continually renewing your registration. Welcome back. Just before the ad break, we were having a, a technical discussion in which we were talking about the non-compliance notice to clients or the consumer. We were talking about what exactly a non-compliance notice is, uh, the fact that it is requirement by uh, some of the national standards, as well as other legislation like the Consumer Protection Act. Uh, we were talking about uh, the fact that why it is important for or the installers and why it is important for the uh, consumer, the benefits thereof, why it should be given, why, what is the requirement thereof, why is there a requirement thereof. And uh, we're going to wrap up this episode today by leaving you with the thought that when you use a service provider, you would like for them to be a professional, an expert, properly qualified, especially if you're using a skilled tradesperson like a plumber. Be sure to make use of plumbers who are professional 
and who are properly qualified and who are properly licensed to do the specific work that you need them to do. And make sure that when, you, when they have the services done and delivered to you, that they issue you with a certificate of compliance. And if there are any non-compliance aspects of your plumbing installation that do not uh, comply with the requirements of standards or legislation or regulation for that matter, they will issue you with a non-compliance notice. Let us know what you think and uh, engage with us. Engage with the PRB. Visit the PRB's website at www.pirb.co.za. Send them an, in, uh, an email, contact them telephonically. Go and engage with them on their road shows. Uh, follow them on social media. Uh, the PRB is there to uplift the plumbing industry and to help change the perception with the consumers about plumbers and the plumbing industry itself. We'll definitely see you next time.